Good morning, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to episode one of the mobilecast.net. We're coming to you live from our new mobilecast studio here in northern New Jersey, home of the cloudcast.net satellite office. Today's show is going to be a lot of fun as we kick this program off. So let me tell you a little bit what to expect here before we welcome our first ever guest to the show. The Mobilecast is a spin-off of the immensely successful Cloudcast.net, which is hosted by Aaron Delp and Brian Gracely. They want to expand the reach of their show and kindly reach out to ask me if I wanted to host. I have to say, I was immensely honored when they asked me, and I can promise that every now and then, they will end up guest hosting here with me, and we'll probably have a few crossover episodes as well. As the first episode, you can guess from the name that we will be focusing on all topics mobile. Hopefully, I'll be able to bring some great guests on to talk about what they're doing in mobile, where mobile is going, and how it interacts with all the other technologies out there. My hope is to learn something new with every show, and the and that you as the listener do as well. So let me tell you a little bit about me. I am a director head of mobility engineering at a large pharmaceutical company and have been actively participating in mobile computing for over 10 years. Mobile started for me with the very first BlackBerry Bricks and since then I've used every brand of smartphone on the market. I usually rock at least two handsets and a number of tablets just to make sure I know what's going on in mobility. The plan here is to share some of that knowledge with you and to be able to ask some great questions of our guest. So with that, with that said, I'm really pleased to introduce our very first guest to the MobileCast, and that's Benjamin Robbins, co-founder of Paladore Consulting. Ben is a unique, unique guy in the mobile world in that a little more than a year ago, he pledged to go mobile only for the next year, and that will be one of the topics we talk about today. So, Ben, go ahead and introduce yourself, and welcome to the first episode of the MobileCast.net. Thanks. No, it's uh, great to be here. Uh, my name is Benjamin Robbins, as Brian said. Uh, I am uh, one of the co-founders of uh, Palador. We do um, consulting, uh, mobile consulting, around um, both uh, strategy and uh, solutions. I'm located in Seattle, Washington, and have been doing this for about, uh, well, I've been uh, doing Palador for about seven and a half years now. And what did you do before Palador? Um, actually, my past is a mix of um, uh, of both um, consulting organizations and product organizations. Um, I, I came up through uh, the development ranks, so my background is in is uh, is in coding. But uh, it would be very dangerous for me to code these days, being so far out. Um, I think yeah, the developers here at uh, Palador would be uh, in, in horror if they just look at my code now. So uh, I've given that up. Well, you're certainly make, made a name for yourself in mobility. So let's start with the first question and first topic, Ben. You just finished up a year of going mobile only. What made you decide to give this challenge a try? You know, it really, it really stemmed from um, device overload, well, device and cable overload, really. Um, you know, uh, from going on trips, uh, uh, having to lug around a laptop, uh, you know, phone. Sometimes, you know, you got to work in... Um, personal phone as well as test phones, uh, uh, you know, uh, tablets, uh, and then you've got, you know, the PC back at the office and at home. So, you know, just kind of tired of, you know, where, where's this file? Is it on, you know, this thing, that thing, different capabilities, depending on where I'm at, um, and really wanted to consolidate down to a, a single device, get to a, a one device that I had the same capabilities no matter where I was, anywhere, anytime. So I um, started looking around at, um, oops, sorry, go ahead. 
So, Ben, how many devices were you actually uh, using right before you started? Um, I was probably actively on, it probably was four, um, you know, so I had uh, the, a desktop, I had a laptop, um, uh, actually the laptop was the, the now dead um, netbooks line, um, um, and then I had, had a, you know, a, a work phone and then like a test phone, so um, uh, yeah, no, I was probably carrying four things and then all the accoutrements and cables and cases and everything else, so. So Ben, what devices were you actually rocking before you actually started uh, going mobile only with a single device? Yeah, so I at, the, uh, at that point I actually had four devices. I had um, a personal phone, uh, you know, work slash test phone, um, a laptop. The uh, actually and it was a um, uh, the netbooks, so the now dead netbook line, and then um, a desktop. Okay, so. In the beginning, what were the hardest things for you to adjust to as you went mobile only? You know, I was, I was really surprised by that whole the whole initial process. You know, I thought, all right, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to jump in. I thought I was prepared because I had actually spent a couple of weeks prior kind of testing a few things out and, you know, really kind of vetting out that this is going to work. But I was really surprised at how much... Um, how, how kind of ingrained the PC was into my work habits. So it really was more the habitual um, uh, tasks um, that you're just so used to, you know, you don't really have to think about. Uh, so just think email, Word, um, moving files between two different, uh, you know, getting someone a file. Um, you know, kind of, kind of even just down to simple things. You know, the first three or four weeks was really tough. And in some ways, you know, I liken it to um, acquiring a second language where, you know, at first you really have to think about everything, you know, every step along the way, you know, everything that you want to say, you really have to kind of focus and, 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 you know, you really kind of stumble over your words. Whereas after a while, once you get the language down, you, you know, it, it comes out fluidly. You don't have to think about it and it's just responsive. And, and that, and that really took a good three or four weeks to kind of get those basic tasks and that basic workflow out of the PC mindset and kind of response and kind of habits that I had into more of a mobile uh, response and habits. I, I really like your analogy there. When you start talking about learning a language and how that takes, that, that's a really great analogy for moving from a PC or laptop desktop to a mobile device, especially a tablet or a phone. Now, in your case, what, what dialect did you pick? What device did you actually pick <laughs> for your language? And you know, why did you pick that one? Yeah, so I, I decided to go with um, Android, and really it came down to something really simple. I mean, as simple as screen resolution. So from, you know, in, in testing it out and wanting to get to a single device, so remember I wanted to consolidate because, you know, if you had a tablet, you've got enough screen real estate, but, you know, I really wanted to try to get it down to one. And the Galaxy Note had just come out, um, uh, the infamous phablet. It's not a phone, it's not a tablet. So I wanted to... Uh, you know that device had the had the resolution um, that when plugged in to a monitor actually made it somewhat usable as well as kind of out and about so I tried the the galaxy s three before and you know we obviously we had iPhones um, around the office but you know the challenge was was screen resolution and, and unfortunately right now where we're at with mobile technology the best that they can kind of do from a resolution perspective is just clone what's there onto the screen. And, and I, so I really needed as much uh, room, as it were, as I, as I could get. So I went with the Galaxy Note. So a, gr a great segue to the next piece. 
You know, you want to be able to put it on a screen. What did your office end up looking like? You know, do you just, you couldn't be typing on the device all day and doing um, papers and everything else on it. How did you end up shaping your office? Yeah, so it was interesting. My desk definitely got um, decluttered. Um, so, yeah, so my office, you know, the desk definitely got decluttered. Um, didn't need as much um, stuff or equipment. Um, you know, I have the, I have my phone off to the side and it is plugged into, well, I have both, we have two different technologies. I have a way to plug into the monitor and also wireless, but, um, you know, I have it, um, plugged into my monitor. So that's full screen. I use a Bluetooth keyboard and a mouse. So really from a sitting quote unquote, you know, sitting at my desk in my office, uh, from, from the tools that most people use, it's not any different. It's just what's, you know, what's it plugged into or, you know, connected to at the other end is, is different. And, um, you know, that, that, that simplification down to that device where, and then when I get up and go, I just grab it. I still have all the exact same capabilities that I do as when I'm sitting down um, uh, in the office. So, and yeah, you were talking about um, your monitor and I know you and I have had a lot of discussions about uh, connecting Android devices versus connecting iOS devices to external monitors, TVs and the like. I know you originally went through some initial, uh, Hardships trying to do that. So how did you end up doing it? So um, well, the technology that I use is MHL. Um, so when you know when it first started off, you know over a year ago now, um, there weren't any kind of native MHL compatible monitors out available on the market. So you know you had to use a dongle, and it didn't always work. And you know sometimes it wasn't clear, and you know you could potentially convert into DVI, but really you need to go straight into HDMI. So you know it really took a little bit of 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 playing around with, um, you know, kind of, uh, different monitors and d different kind of dongles to get it to work. I mean, now I have a, you know, a native MHL monitor, so it's just, you know, one cord plugged straight in, you know, and so that, that still is a wired connection. The, the one advantage, um, you know, that MHL has, uh, over, you know, a wireless connection is, you know, if I'm, it, it does charge the device while it's plugged in. So, you know, uh, if you have the device constantly, running and from a battery perspective it, it definitely um, puts you in a good position the other thing we've done in the office is we do use um, Samsung has a technology called all share casts so that allows me to you know we go in the conference room I can just wirelessly connect up to the screens and you know throw whatever I have on my phone up there so when clients come in or going to, you know working with the team here um, also have that option as well so you started with the Samsung Galaxy Note now did you stay with the note for the whole time or you go with the second device well, I did. Oh, I stayed with the Note line when the Note two came out. Um, I did uh, switch from the Note one to the Note two. Um, now, if I remember correctly, you actually had some uh, misadventures. Is the best way to yeah, say it when, when it came to um, upgrading the software. Uh, you know, it's a little bit different. You know, for Android, you have to wait for the manufacturer to come out with the software updates, whereas on Apple, because Apple makes the devices plus the software, you tend to get it and all the devices upgrade at once. So why don't you talk a little bit about what happened the first time you tried to upgrade your uh, device there? Well, there were actually two problems. One was self-induced and the other was, uh, uh, the, other was the update. So the, the, the update, um, the first update that I did, um, there was um, some incompatibility with the uh, MHL. So I actually had to end up, I don't, I think I had to go down to the AT&T store, if I remember, and have them roll it back. Um, certainly not a Because I wasn't able to, you know, plug in and use a monitor. And I, um, 
no, no, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely a challenge. The second one, which, uh, which was self-induced is, you know, once I did get the note two, I wanted to try, you know, I just wanted to test out, you know, some different routing, um, capabilities and options and, you know, just kind of get some more experience with that. So I actually had, um, the IT department, uh, here, you know, root the device, uh, and, you know, that just ran into, you know, typical, I mean, luckily I, the phone wasn't bricked, but, um, uh, you know, we definitely had some challenges there and really some of the biggest challenges were the, so the advantage of Android is it's highly customizable. The disadvantage of Android is it's highly customizable, right? So I'd spent a lot of time kind of setting it up to working to, you know, kind of changing it off of kind of, you know, whatever default comes from the manufacturer and really customizing it to where it made sense from a product, you know, from an enterprise or more of a working productivity perspective and less from a, as a consumer device. And the challenge was, is all of those settings, you know, when, it, when you upgraded was lost. Um, so I actually spent um, quite a bit of time trying to just, you know, reinstalling apps. And I didn't lose any data, right? Because, you know, you're using cloud services, you know, you box, Dropbox, et cetera. So I didn't, I didn't lose anything. But, you know, just getting back to a baseline setup, productivity setup, I was actually kind of surprised at the amount of time that that took. And how, you know, if you had to multiply that uh, that out across, uh, you know, whole organization, that that could actually have a real productivity impact. Through that process, I did end up finding, um, again, available for, for rooted devices. You know, there, there are ways that you can back up all your settings and, you know, you can get back to your exact state that you're at. Did you find, but again, it's not... Did you find something available for non-rooted devices, OEM devices, to actually be able to back up your settings? No, I mean on a limited basis, but nothing, nothing like you can on a rooted device, right? So with a rooted device, you can get it every everything and anything, and you know do a full backup. And then I actually on on purpose went and wiped out the phone just to test it, right? Because this was a it was my non production device at that point. So I was like, oh, let's let's give this a go and see how that works. So I did wipe the device, and I was able to immediately get back right to uh, the exact same state. Um, so I mean, from that perspective, the test was a success, and definitely learned. Um, you know, how you could do it, but un unfortunately it's not, you know, there's definitely disadvantages to rooting your device. Partially being that a lot of organizations won't support you if you do. So rooting can't be something that most enterprises look favorably on. I know that mine doesn't. So that's certainly one point in uh, not in the favor of doing that for backing up. Have you seen the same no, thing? Yeah, no, and I definitely think, you know, there's a use, there's definitely a use case, I think, for um, settings down to a particular level that, that I don't think is being covered yet. Um, that, you know, eventually I think, you know, it gets probably more refined use case that eventually that, that, that they'll get there. But, um, you know, definitely want to take that into consideration if, you know, you're planning on working on a mobile device and then, you know, need, need to, need to upgrade that you could potentially lose a lot of, uh, time and effort that you put into that. So while we're still talking about your device, before we go back to some other questions I have for you, you, know, you have a reputation out there. I think your device actually has its own Twitter account, if I'm not mistaken. It does. Uh, so, you know, I the device is, um, uh, well, these days it actually isn't that large. I mean, if you look at what uh, is, is coming out, but um, when it was initially launched, the, the note, uh, you know, that, that started the whole phablet trend, uh, was just ridiculously large. I mean, I even remember kind of seeing it in the in the in the store and just being like, "Holy cow! I can't believe that that is an actual phone." Uh, 
so I figured with with kind of such a large, loud and large phone, it deserved a loud and large case. So I actually had a body of, I think I actually, I bought it because it was a bet from uh, you and uh, Philippe Winthrop on um, uh, a, a pink bedazzled case, which is kind of taken on a life of its own. So. Yes, and it does have its own Twitter handle. So, so you can't really miss you in a crowd. You're the guy talking on the phone with the pink bedazzled case, and uh, yes. and we, we've actually seen you've been giving a couple of those out yourself. So, um, hey, anybody who wants one, I, I figure uh, you know, uh, pink is the new blue. We're breaking down boundaries. Let's let's go for it. Actually, and I have been in restaurants though, and had the had uh, the wait staff comment on why do you have a girl's phone? And I'm like, oh man. Well, you know, it is what it is. But yeah. so you have the device, you get through the first month, you start to build a routine. What's your regular daily routine look like you now after you've been doing it for a while? Um, well, you know, some of it depends on the day. So, you know, as I mentioned earlier, I don't, don't code, code much anymore. Um, so a lot of my job, uh, job functions revolve around communications, marketing, proposals, um, um, and, you know, sales efforts. So I spend a lot of time on email. I spend a lot of time... Um, creating documents, um, spent a lot of time using social media to tools, um, such as LinkedIn and, and, um, Twitter. So, you know, I've, I've set up my home screen kind of around those pr primary functions that, you know, I can kind of get to them quickly. Secondary to those, um, you know, a lot of collaboration, right? So, um, both strategy docs, proposals, solutions. So big, big believer in cloud services uh, and apps such as um, Box, Dropbox. Uh, also, Evernote is a huge uh, favorite for me. Really um, like uh, the way that you can kind of uh, set it up to how, it, how you know, your needs uh, get lots of notes, anything all the way from, um, you know, my frequent flyer, ID all the way down to, you know, just a simple to-do list. I um, think that it's a really great and flexible app uh, for the enterprise. So, you know, my my daily routine really revolves around, you know, kind of whatever meetings and, and tasks uh, that I have for the day. But, you know, they're really kind of app-centric, right? They're, they're, they're focused around, the, you know, kind of going down a list of things that I need to get done and then having those apps organized in a manner that allow me to kind of execute them and then move that information out to the right people. Now, I happen to know that you travel a lot because we tend to see each other at a lot of conferences and other stuff. How do you deal yep. with battery life? Because, you know, anytime you're with a mobile, you know, in the office, you, know, you have an MHL connector that allows you to stay fully charged um, while, you're running, while you're running day to day. But once you get out of the office, what do you do? Because I know in the beginning, you actually used to carry a laptop as a battery charger. Yeah, what's funny, I, um, uh, you know, I wasn't using a laptop for anything else, so it actually did work as a, as a charger, um, you know, like on airplanes, like I'd, you know, stick it down in the bag uh, or put it on the floor at my feet and then have the, the phone plugged into it. So, you know, it got, that got me a couple of strange looks, but um, they're like, I can just imagine, they're like, why don't you put the laptop up, up on, the, on the tray? Anyway, um uh, I did, you know, well, for the first of all, you know, the note itself has a fairly decent battery life. So, you know, I can go several, you know, half a day, no problem and not have to worry about it. But if I'm on like an eight hour flight, uh, you know, going cross country where, you know, definitely no option for plugging in, <clears throat> I, I have discovered the wonders of a battery charger or battery pack. Uh, you know, they're kind of small, uh, phone size devices that, um, come in all sort of, 
uh, all sorts of um, power options, but you know that that definitely gets me through whatever situations. And in fact, actually, what ends up happening is I become the mobile charging station for everyone else whose battery is about to die. So when we go to these conferences, and by the end of the day, you know, non, no one's had time to go back to their room, and everyone's out at dinner. They're all like, "Hey, do you have your battery pack? Can I can I plug in and charge?" So um, I, I should I, start charging a fee for that. I could maybe make some money. <laughs> I, I can certainly relate to that. I actually um, went out and bought a uh, charger for myself. Um, quite a big very small in size but quite big that allows me to recharge my device four or five times and uh including my tablet i can actually charge my well, entire tablet once so well and the other thing it does is you know you, you see people sitting in you know you go i used to be one of those people that would sit in strange places in airports you know just to plug in or, or anywhere you know you're looking for a charger or a plug anywhere you can and, and it really kind of takes the stress because you know, it's small, so when you're traveling, you know, you just stick it in there and, and go, and it really takes the stress out of the out of going from place to place because you know that you'll have the juice and you know that you'll be able to continue to keep working for you know definitely a full day and beyond uh, to get done what you need to get done. I just assumed you sat in those places to meet different people. <laughs> yeah, but you know, each to their own. So you finished a year. You, you got done with a year. So. What advice would you give yes. people who wanted to go mobile only? You know, I really would recommend a, a two-phase approach. The first is kind of a maybe one or two-week test period to make sure that you can um, find all the uh, the apps that um, map to the current tasks that you're doing on a, on a PC basis. Um, the second would be going cold turkey. Um, as creatures of habit, you know, we, we like to go back to that thing that is comfortable and easy. And, you know, if you've been on a PC for your profession, all your professional career, it's, it's, you're going to default back to it. So kind of just taking it out of the equation altogether, uh, I think really makes it successful. And to kind of take it back to that, um, uh, language acquisition analogy, you know, you learn the basics in class, but, uh, it's really not until you just get dropped in full immersion that you really, really learn the language, um, uh, and get it, you know, get it under your belt, and are able to communicate um, without thinking. So, you know, spend a few weeks learning the basics, figure out, map out a plan, and then and then just go for it. Excellent advice. I I wholeheartedly agree. So, you talked about some of your, you know, your daily routine and what some of your apps were. What's been your most problematic app? <laughs> Skype, <laughs> without a doubt. So Skype works, and, and you know, just for everybody knowing, we're actually recording it's Skype, um, uh, and I don't know what it is, and, and maybe. See, I don't know whether you guys can hear Ben right now, and actually, I know you can't, but we're actually recording this over Skype, and I can tell you that the experience recording this over Skype with Ben and I, I tend to talk to Ben, you know, probably every week, every other week over Skype, and worst experience ever on a on phone just it, it does not work well but hopefully the interview will come out well you're back uh, ben we lost you there for a sec yeah no i'm here no you know and i you know it, i maybe it's the app maybe it's the technology maybe it's the connection speed you know actually this probably would be a good uh segue to talk about uh connectivity just in general and how um you know, there really isn't, you know, everybody talks about anytime, anywhere, but it's really, it, it's not 100% true. I mean, there really are lots of options, you know, lots of times uh, where I don't have connectivity still kind of in daily routines um, and that you really kind of need to plan for that. Um, you need to have an offline strategy. to. Yeah, I, 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 can't, I, know. I can't disagree. I can't agree with you more. Okay. 
Yeah, you know, I think that um, the challenges with Skype is a good segue into, um, you know, why there's this notion of anytime, anywhere isn't isn't really 100% true and that ubiquitous connectivity isn't there and that we, you know, you really need to make sure that you have an offline strategy for those times when you're down and you need the documents or an ability to communicate with people that you have multiple paths to be able to be successful. So, you know, what's next for you? So you finished a year mobile only. Are you, I'm going to assume that you're going to stay mobile only. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you know, I showed up on uh, Monday after getting back from Mobile World Congress, and you know, just plugged my device in, uh, like I did the week before I left. You know, it really is. It comes down to habits, right? So at this point, now I've formed habits around mobile devices that I, and there's advantages to it that I can't imagine going back to a PC. You know, I tell you one thing that I would like to check out is is kind of this mini range of tablets that are that are coming out the uh, seven and eight inch uh, size tablets I you know I, I hear a lot of people saying a lot of really good things about using them in a, in a productivity environment and, I, well I, I can say that um, I did challenging you did say that you would hold a um, an iPad mini to your head and make a phone call with it so um, and I think if I remember correctly I actually have a picture of you holding uh, my iPad mini to your uh, no, it was a full size iPad. Oh, was it? it? Wasn't even a. Oh yeah, no, it was full size. I would have no pro. I would have no problem using a seven or eight at this point because of you know having used the Note for so long. Using a seven inch device as a phone wouldn't be a, an issue for me. I don't really, you know, I'd, I'd probably it would be nice to have a headset, but uh, you know, I, I think that screen real estate is so valuable and so important to productivity that um, and to consolidate down to a single device that 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 wouldn't I would do it. I you know it's hard to disagree with you. You know I have an iPad Mini. I have a um, a uh, Nexus Seven, and you know they're both really good sized devices, and they make a difference. But I also challenged you with something else a couple weeks ago. I said when you finish a year, I'd like to see you try either um, an iOS device or a Windows Phone device. Um, for a couple of months to see how you got on with, you know, not just using Android, but looking at some of the other um, ecosystems that are out there. Have you thought about doing it that way or? Yeah. So I was actually, I was actually on windows phone uh, as my primary device before uh, the Android, you know, before using the note. Um, and I, and I did, you know, I did like the UI and I did, you know, at that point it was really early on in windows phone and um, you know, the ecosystem had a lot of holes and shortcomings, but um, so I'd be curious to go try that out again. Uh, aside from that, you know, I, I do really like i it, I like iOS. I think that um, it definitely has a re- has has uh, still has the best kind of ecosystem of apps out there. Um, you know that that tide could shift uh, or is shifting. I think that you know um, more and more capability are coming online with um, for Android. But um, you know, I would really have no. It's not that I think Android is 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 that great of an operating system. Again, it for me it really came down to screen real estate. Um, yeah, there's just two, there's two, there's definitely two things that I found in being mobile only that you, that we're not going to get away from anytime soon. Monitors and keyboards. Monitor, you know, having the more, the more you can look at, the better, the faster you can input data, the better. And those two devices are still the best way that we currently have to do that. So, you know, as mobile computing shifts, uh, to wearables and, you know, other machines and whatever, whatever, what comes, um, I still think that. Uh, those two um, peripherals are going to be with us for a long time. So I, I will assume that we might actually see you with an iPad Mini. It sounds like 
if you want to try that seven eight inch form factor. There really isn't anything. Yeah, no, I definitely on the Windows side, but there is on the Android side. You also have the um, Galaxy Seven, and um, I know Samsung's got uh, the Note Eight that just uh, came out at Mobile World Congress. Yeah. So that that stuff's interesting. Um, you do a lot of other stuff. I mean, you you write for the Guardian. Um, you have your you have your own blog on Remotely Mobile, and you do some writing on the EMF. But you do so, you do these crazy videos. You want to talk a little bit about that for a second? <laughs> those um so those came out of um a project so uh, kind of in collaboration with SAP, Samsung, and the Guardian. We said, hey, look, you know, enterprise mobility is kind of flat and dry. Let's spice it up a little bit. Uh, you know, we'll take this kind of scenario of what if someone only worked on their mobile devices and what are some of the more kind of extreme or, or funny situations that someone could get into um, um, with working just on a mobile device. So uh, we're, this project has been going on. We've been doing about one video a month. Um, and they've been, you know, whole different scenarios from losing your phone in, in a cab to, um, you know, needing to put together a last-minute presentation and everybody's busy with other activities, so having to run around and kind of find them where they're at and, and get the information out of them while, while they're doing crazy activities. So um, I, I, I think the videos have been really good in terms of, you know, using humor to get people to think about, wow, we could actually use these devices in a, in a productivity perspective, um, as well as, you know, uh, just kind of pushing the bounds of, you know, if these really were the only thing we had in our life, you know, what does that look like? And, you know, how could you kind of end up in a, in a funny situation? So no, I, really, uh, the, the goal is to use humor people to start a dialogue. No, I, I agree. I, I think Sorry? that I think they're terrific. I think you got, you do a great job. I'm actually waiting for my um, guest starring role. Uh, it was supposed to, happen. it was supposed to happen when I was supposed to join you in Barcelona, but um, that fell through for me, but you know, I am looking forward to that. And uh, for those who haven't seen the latest video, no, I will not wax my back. Um, I'm going to leave that to some of your other guest stars. So, you know, we're out of time uh, for this week, but Ben, where can people learn more about what you're doing and what you're up to next? Yeah, sure. My, um, uh, you know, Twitter's definitely I'd love to engage with people on Twitter. So that's um, Powdor Benjamin. And then, you know, if you want to check out more of what, um, uh, from a writing perspective, there's remotelymobileblog.com. Uh, you can just type in mobile only and, you know, you get the, the Guardian site will come up and there's a whole series of articles there, both of what I'm doing and what um, other, uh, what we call mobile masters, what other people, uh, how they leverage mobile kind of to um, greater depth than other people, as well as uh, palador.com uh, is another great way just to kind of see what we do from a business perspective. Excellent. Excellent. Thank, thank you, Ben. And, you know, it really has been terrific talking to you and, you know, for those of you that don't know, um, Ben and I actually also host a uh, Twitter chat on uh, Thursdays, usually at one o'clock. And you know, Thursdays, you can, Eastern. Yes, one one p.m. Eastern. So we like to put the different time zones: ten a.m. Pacific, one p.m. Eastern, uh, six p.m. UTC or Greenwich Mean Time. But um, you can certainly follow Ben there um, and myself. Uh, ben is at Palador Benjamin on Twitter and you know so thanks again Ben for joining us and you know that really puts a wrap to episode one of the mobile cast so if you like the show tell a friend leave a review for us on iTunes you can follow us on Twitter um, the Twitter account will be at the mobile cast um, or you can follow us on the web at the cloudcast.net and we'll actually have a website probably by episode two um, for the mobile cast 
And you can find links to everything Cloudcast there. And certainly thank you for listening. And we'll be doing this again in a week. 